Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Hey everyone, good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. It is a Friday morning, it is a beautiful day to serve the Lord, and we are excited to be with you for the next two hours. We've got a lot of great guests. I'm Brandon Clark, one of your hosts this morning, joined by... Yeah, John Clark. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Yes, and we are so excited to be with you. Before we get into just the rundown of who our guests are going to be today, let's start in a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, I praise and thank you for all you have given me. Please cover me with the protective, precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, and increase your Holy Spirit in me with his gifts of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, hunger for prayer, and discernment to help me know your will and surrender to it more completely. Father, please heal my negative emotions and any wounds in my heart and spirit. Send the sword of your Holy Spirit to sever and break all spells, curses, hexes, voodoo, and all negative, genetic, intergenerational, and addictive material, past, present, or to come, known or unknown, against me, my relationships and family, finances, possessions, and ministry. Father, I forgive and ask forgiveness for those for my sins and failings, and ask that my whole person, body, and mind, heart and will, soul and spirit, memory and emotions, attitudes and values be cleansed, renewed, and protected by the most precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through the name, power, blood, and authority of Jesus Christ, I bind and break the power and effect in and around me any of any and all evil spirits who are trying to harm me in any way. I command these spirits and their companion spirits in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to leave me peacefully and quietly. Jesus, I thank you for the healing, for healing the effects of these spirits in and around me. Dear Holy Spirit, please fill any void in me with your overflowing great love. All this, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, by the guidance of your Holy Spirit, Immaculate Heart of Mary, Spouse of the Holy Spirit, please pray for me and with me. Amen. Amen. Father. Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Excellent. Thanks so much, John. Well, it's been a month. How are things going? Moving right along. Summer's going away too fast. It sure it's is. It's just crazy. Yeah, we have August coming up next week yeah. already. It's, it's unbelievable. But uh, things are going well? Things are going really well. Good. Yeah, yeah. And how about you? Things are great. Our uh, little Isabella is nine weeks old already. She's growing like a weed. I can't she recognized me. I actually saw her this morning and she smiled immediately. I touched her little toe and she smiled. What a cutie. Yeah. I just love her. I, I just, her smile just melts a guy's heart. And uh, it's, it's such a gift. So, you know, just enjoying all those little moments that mm-hmm. we have had and continue to have is just really a blessing uh, and, and one that we don't want to miss out on right and, and yeah that's that's so true 
Every little thing makes such a, a big impact because it's all new and it's new to her. It's new to you. It's, it's just neat. It's yeah. really, really enjoyable. And there's something too about babies, right? Being able to bring joy to others. Mm-hmm. I took a picture yesterday where she just had this big smile, bright eyes, and you send it to people and it just totally changes their day. They mm-hmm. just absolutely love it. So that's, that's the fun part too, as a, as a father to be able to bring joy to others through our daughter, through our gift the gift that she is to us. So, well, thanks again for being with us this morning on Real Presence Live. We have a great two hours for you. Just a brief rundown. We're going to be talking with the Catholic gentleman, Sam Guzman. If you've heard of his blog, maybe if you haven't, you do want to check it out. We'll talk a little bit about that and what it is and why you want to check it out, especially if you are a man, a Catholic man. We'll be talking about beauty and music and a special gift that one guy has in music. And we'll be continuing through talking with somebody you probably know pretty well if you've listened to EWTN at all over the last few years, Father Mitch Pacwa. He has not only a new book, but he's going to be coming to the local area for a speaking event I I believe it's actually next week, August 7th. So we'll tell you more about that. And then we close with a a beautiful story. Uh, You know, beauty seems to be kind of a theme in different ways throughout the show. And uh, Maura Presler is going to share her side of beauty in moving past trauma and mental illness uh, and the great healing that Christ has given her. So stay with us over the next couple hours. We've got a great show for you. And we're excited to be with you. So let's kick it off with our first guest this morning. We've got Sam Guzman. He's the founder and editor of the Catholic Gentleman blog, where you'll find many posts about manly saints, beer, dressing sharp, marriage, spiritual weapons. Sounds pretty manly. Good morning, Sam. Barbecue etiquette. Barbecue etiquette. Yeah. Good morning, Sam. (laughs) Good morning. Uh, Pleasure to be with you. Yeah. Thanks for being on with us today. Maybe you can... Just start by telling our listeners just a little bit about yourself and how the idea of the Catholic gentleman came to be. Yeah, well, I um, I guess I'll start with myself. I am um, the father of five children. Um, I, my youngest is uh, about three months old, so I know all about baby smiles that you were talking about <laughs> earlier. I was enjoying some of those just a few minutes ago. Um, babies great. are awesome. They sure are. Um, yeah, and um, really love being a father. And um, I married my wife uh, for coming up on 11 years now. Um, and uh, she's a wonderful woman, of course. And uh, uh, just love being a husband and father. Like, that's really, when I think about my vocation, um, you know, as, uh, uh, that is primary, being a husband and a father. And anything else, being a writer or, or a blogger or a podcaster, any of those other things are all secondary to that primary vocation of loving my family. And uh, it really brings a, a lot of joy to my heart. But it, um, by day, I'm uh, in the marketing industry, and I'm, I'm kind of uh, switching over to uh, mental health counseling. So I was... Um, Happy to hear that you're talking about kind of the, the topic of mental health on the show. That's that's, that's excellent. Um, so just going through a little bit of a transition here, but um, but yeah, I started the Catholic Gentleman. Uh, we just celebrated on the 13th of July uh, the eighth anniversary of the Catholic Gentleman. Thanks be to God. Um, and what it really came out of was my own search for an identity as a young man. 
in college, um, really trying to figure out what does it mean to be a man in the modern world. Uh, we really lost all anchor points or cultural norms for what manhood looks like, and really it's just devolved into a kind of choice of an, any number of fashions. Um, you know, do you want to be a biker? Do you want to be a punk? Do you want to be a skater? Do you want to be, you know, do you want to be a, a weightlifter? Um, do you want to be a, a redneck, kind of like a, a hunter, <laughs> you know, the, where decked out in camouflage? I don't know. Like, just take your pick. I mean, there's a thousand different choices driven by marketing of what you could be, but there's no cultural norms anymore for what men men are. And, um, you know, it's, it's get it gotten all the more confusing, confusing with the gender confusion in our culture where, um, you know, a lot of traditionally masculine roles have become considered toxic or oppressive. Um, and so as a young man, and I know there's a lot of young men out there who feel the same pain today, but we, we don't really know who we are, and there's nothing um, for us to latch on to as, well, this is what it means to be a man. Um, so I wrestled with that a lot as a young man growing up in kind of this confusing culture, and uh, came across a blog, uh, which many of you may have heard of, called uh, The Art of Manliness, um, and it was just getting started as I was finishing my time in college, but I really latched onto it and I loved it. Had brought back a lot of those uh, vintage uh, manly habits and skills and things like that, but also focused on manly virtues. And I, I really enjoyed it and, and kind of uh, immersed myself in that world. Um, and yet I knew there was something missing. I knew there was really the, the faith component that was completely missing from that fight. And yes, it's wonderful to shave like your grandpa, but, but uh, at the same time, it, it, there, there has to be something more. And so when I, I converted to Catholicism around that time, and I was expecting the, the Catholic Church to have lots of offerings for men in the way of, you know, programs to plug into, books, resources. <laughs> but I was really disappointed to find that there really wasn't a lot. Um, and so it really, uh, the Catholic gentleman came out of a, a nine-day novena I was praying in preparation for St. Maximilian's consecration mm. to Our Lady. And right halfway through that, I just had this vision for a website that would combine kind of the best of the things that I loved about the art of manliness, but take it a step further and say, let's not just be men, but let's be saints as well, which is where the motto of the site came from, be a man, be a saint, where, yes, let's start with those natural virtues, let's start with those manly skills, yes, but let's go further to faith, hope, and love. Let's go further to an imitation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and let's strive to be... Not just gentlemen, but Catholic gentlemen um, that are on fire for um, our Lord and, and have given their lives to serve Him. And uh, I could even see the logo in my head and everything and knew exactly how I wanted the site to look. And, and uh, the rest is kind of history. And it's been, it's been a wonderful, joyful ride for the past eight years. I like I like the, uh, the the two pipes that cross underneath the crown. It's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty neat. Yeah. You know the, the perspective. Um, I mean, now more than ever, Sam, the men need that. We need to have some place to go to um, to read about that. Tell me if you would. Now you started in July of 2013. Has the culture or your approach, because you're you're 
really locked in on on the uh, you know this Catholic gentleman. So you're focused in on men's virtues and developing. Has it changed over the last eight years? Are, are, is your approach? Do you see your approach changing a little bit, or your subject matter? Uh, no, really, it's been very consistent for the last eight years. I will say that I have broadened in the subject matter from very early on. It was a lot of uh, manly skills that I was focusing on. But there's always been a strong component of writing about faith. But I will say as I've got as, as time has gone on, I've moved more and more in the direction of faith-based blog posts. Well, not completely neglecting the, the kind of the manly skills or the fun posts um, about beards and beer and things like that. <laughs> I've kind of moved more towards uh, more serious reflections on uh, faith in the modern world uh, as time has gone on. But otherwise, it's been very, very consistent with the social media. And um, I have also added a podcast, uh, which is has done really well with my, my co-host, John, um, John Heinen, and um, so while uh, while there's some new things that have been added, primarily it's been very very consistent for the last eight years. Yeah, if you're just tuning in this morning, we're visiting with Sam Guzman, founder and editor of the Catholic Gentleman blog. I encourage you to check it out if you haven't already. CatholicGentleman.com, CatholicGentleman.com. You'll find a variety of different things. I was just reading one on strength and vulnerability this morning. There's another one on on grilling and barbecue and how to make a manly barbecue atmosphere. So many great things. You know, we do have to head to break here in about a minute, Sam, but one of the things that really struck me when you were talking was this came out of a nine-day novena, at the end of a nine-day novena, as you were finishing your consecration to Our Lady um, through St. Maximilian Kobe. Talk about the, the manliness of consecrating ourselves to Our Lady, because it's it's a very manly thing to do. Yes, well, our our Lord was was um, deeply devoted to His Mother, as we know, and there's no more manly thing, there's no more... Um, uh, every knight needs a lady. <laughs> and as Catholic knights uh, aspiring to follow our Lord's example, um, it, it, we can love Our Lady and serve Our Lady... Um, and it's an incredibly manly thing to do, a chivalrous thing to do, if you will. Um, and I feel like every Catholic man, just due to the spiritual attacks that we all face in this world that uh, we live in, um, we, we should all consecrate ourselves to her and mm. pledge uh, to serve her to spread the, spread the kingdom of Jesus on the earth. Um, and if you look at St. Maximilian Colby and St. Louis de Montfort, they were some of the manliest saints <laughs> that, uh, in, in the Church's history, and yet they were also some of the saints most devoted to Our Lady. So she can make us like her son. Um, she can form us um, as she formed kind of the body of her son in her womb. And, and uh, we're all kind of spiritually being formed by her. Uh, she's the mediatrix of all graces, as the Church teaches us. So if we want grace, we need grace desperately as men. We need to kind of go to uh, the mediatrix, the Our Lady, who can give us all the graces that we need and more uh, to be the men that we need to be. Uh, and to be like her son, uh, Jesus Christ, so she can form us in his image. Amen. We're visiting with Sam Guzman, the Catholic gentleman. We do need to head to a break, but when we return, we're going to talk a little bit more about what we began talking about, manliness in being a husband and being a father, and what that looks like in family life, especially in our culture today. Stay with us on Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. 
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. the number one nursing program in the nation, the University of Mary. Of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide, Mary is ranked number one by the National Benchmarking Service Mountain Measurement. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And eligible nursing students receive their senior year of tuition free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation. Check us out at umary.edu nursing. That's umary.edu nursing. How do you know when someone may be contemplating suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. This person will often exhibit certain warning signs, indicators such as their talk, like killing themselves or having no purpose in life, their behavior, like drug abuse, withdrawal from others, or abnormal sleep patterns, or their mood, like being depressed or having anxiety, can all be warning signs. So mental health professionals are now encouraging you to engage in dialogue with those who appear to be at risk. By talking openly about suicide, asking if they are okay, and listening to their feelings, you may save their life. To find out more, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for staying with us over the break. This is Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Hi, John Clark. And we are visiting this morning with the Catholic gentleman, Sam Guzman. He is a Catholic gentleman, but he also founded and uh, edits the blog, The Catholic Gentleman. And we've been talking to him a little bit about The the Catholic Gentleman, the inspiration behind that. We're going to dive now a little more into manliness and how that's played out in family life, because even though Sam says he's the the founder and editor of The Catholic Gentleman blog, what he would say is what he loves most is carrying out his vocation in being a husband and father and caring for his wife and five children, which is a great gift. You know, Sam, one of the reflections I had as I think about, you know, what it means to be a father now of a nine-week-old baby and and loving those baby smiles, which we were talking about at the beginning of the show, is me as a father, how much I love my daughter is infinitely less love than the father in heaven loves me, like, that that's really just it's tough to fathom but it's it's so true and the example that i give and and the way i live my life is going to be the first experience of god the father's love in her life so when we look at being a husband and father it's really important to be connected to 
Christ and our Heavenly Father, right, to learn what it means to be a husband and father. Can you talk a little about that? Yes, well, I, I think if we look at the role of the father in the family, we of course it goes back to, as you said, uh, being a reflection of God the Father. But what does that look like, really? I mean, how do we know what God the Father is like? Um, you know, if you look at a lot of the uh, ancient pagan religions, they had a very terrifying view of God, like God was someone to be feared mm. and appeased. And um, and uh, yet if you look at Christianity, um, how do we know what God the Father is like? Well, we know Him through His Son. Um, you know, Jesus is the ultimate revelation of what the Father is like. Um, and what we see is that God is almighty. He has all power in his hands. And in fact, a lot of the prayers of the church start off, you know, almighty God, you know, referring to God's power. Um, and yet we see in Christ's life, even though he was, could say with confidence, all power is given to me in heaven and on earth. Um, we see throughout Christ's life, a pattern of complete service and self-emptying culminating in the cross, which was the ultimate act of sacrifice, of self-giving, of self-emptying for the good of others, for the good of the world, for the life of the world. Um, so what Christ really reveals to us is that the Father, yes, He is almighty, He is omnipotent, and yet He is not nearly as concerned with us serving Him as He is with serving us, which is absolutely mind-blowing, if you think about it. And Christ continues to come to us in the humblest of forms, the Eucharist, in order to give us life and lift us up to heaven. And so, really, as our role as fathers, that is the template. That is the pattern that we are to follow. As uh, husbands and fathers, you know, Scripture tells us that the, the father is the head of the home. And that's not a very popular thing to say now, and in fact, our culture hates that. They say, well, you know, if the, if the man is the head of the home, well, he's just going to abuse that power, he's just going to use it to hurt people and manipulate people and get people to do his bidding, and absolutely not. In the Christian paradigm, it's an inverted pyramid. Those with the most power are the ones who have the greatest responsibility to serve. And Jesus showed us this at the Last Supper when he washed the disciples' feet. Uh, he was the Messiah, he was the King of Kings, and yet he took the job of the lowliest of the low servants mm. in order to show his disciples what true Christian power looks like. It's, it's laying your life down. And so as husbands and fathers, that is our role in the home. Uh, the greater the re responsibility we have to lead our families, the more responsibility we have to serve them. So lay your life down for your family, for your wife, for your children. Show them, lead the way with service and with sacrifice um, and with prayer. And and. Lay your life down for them in big ways. Yes, yeah. If you know if the house is on fire, yes, run in and save them. But in much <laughs> smaller ways too. You know, find ways to serve your wife, to make her life easier, to delight her, to meet her needs, and your children as well. They know need to know that their father loves them and that um, each one of them is precious and unique to him. Right. Um, there's nothing more life giving to a child than to to, to know that. And one of the things I think about is, you know, as a husband pursues his wife, so too should a, a father pursue his children and, and learn their hearts and learn what is on their minds and their interests and everything like that. You know, one of the things I think about as you're talking, Sam, is Ephesians 5, where the yeah. husband is called to love 
his bride as Christ loved the church and giving himself up for her. And the other thing that I think about as I've had this conversation with my wife is is the other trigger phrase in there for people, right? Where it says, wives, be submissive to your husbands. And that seems to be something that is just, like I said, very triggering to people. But as I was talking to my wife, you know, and we look at what does submission mean under the mission of the husband? What is the mission of the husband to die to himself? If a man is living that Christ-like life, what woman would not want to be under that mission of helping her husband not only die to himself, but to live a godly life? I wonder if you could speak to that a minute. Yes, absolutely. There's a mutuality there, a giving and receiving in marriage, you know, where, where as the husband sacrifices, the wife meets him there, you know, and there's a in the sense where we're all, uh, marriage is oriented towards the foot of the cross in the sense that, yes, yeah, husbands have to die, but women, you know, the wife is there to, yes, serve that mission, and also for her own kind of uh, uh, carry her own cross, if you will, because being a mother and, and a wife is not easy. Um, marriage is not easy. That's the, one of the big lies of our culture and why we see so many marriages breaking down is that it's all about self-fulfillment. It's all about happiness and, and making meeting my own needs and, and all of these things. And yet, what we see in marriage is that if you aim at happiness, you're never going to find it. You have, to, you have to aim at losing your life in the other person, and then you'll find the happiness that you're always seeking. Um, but yes, it's a, it's a mutual giving. And yes, what woman wouldn't want to serve a husband who is laying his life down on a daily basis, sacrificing for the good of his family, um, building his wife and children up, um, and really just investing in uh, the good of his family in every way. Um, what my wife wouldn't want to support that mission, um, because it's life-giving to everyone. And if we look at fatherhood, what is fatherhood in its essence? It's giving life. Uh, it's, and um, the Father has given us life, and we are to give life to our wife and children through our daily sacrifices. And you do it with confidence. I mean, service is one thing, but like you alluded to earlier, a servant leader. So what you do in your family, uh, do it with confidence and with a true um, belief. And, uh, you know, your children will see that and they're going to want to be like that person. Yes. Yes. There's nothing more attractive to a woman, I think, than a man who's truly powerful in the sense of a man who's self-possessed in control of himself and control of his own passions and his own uh, cravings and desires and appetites, but he knew who's, who's in control of those and ruling them. And then, again, you know, uh, leading with confidence, um, but with Christ-like um, servant leadership. Um, I think that's something that is deeply attractive to a, a wife and to a woman. Um, so it's not about being weak. It's about being strong, uh, but using that strength not to get others to serve you, but to serve them in turn. Uh, so yes, it is. It's confident uh, leadership um, in the home. Uh, you've done the work on yourself, and, and you have now have the strength that you need uh, to give. Right. Yeah. And you know, getting back to the Catholic gentleman, Sam Benedict the Sixteenth comes to mind in, in his phrase that says, "We were not made for comfort; we were made for greatness." You know, what is the mission in terms of? the Catholic gentleman, in helping men leave mediocrity behind and strive for that greatness, to leave 
the comfort and be uncomfortable as they strive for virtue and to grow in holiness. Yeah, well, there's a, there's an old uh, military recruitment phrase that comes to mind, but it's be all you can be. Uh, and, and I really feel like we have a responsibility to take what God has given us, the raw material that God has given us, and to develop it. And for each one of us, that's going to look different. Um, there's, there's some people who are extremely intelligent. Uh, maybe they're not very physically strong, but they're incredibly gifted intellectually. Okay, well, if that's your gifting, then put it to use for the kingdom of God. Find a way where you can, you can serve uh, with that gifting. Um, on the other hand, maybe you're an incredible athlete, and you're just physically um, incredibly well-developed. Well, put that, to, put that to use. Develop that to the best of your ability. So it's a parable of the talents, right? Like the master mm. gave each one of his servants um, talents, but they were responsible for developing those. And sometimes that doesn't mean we're all going to be famous. That doesn't mean we're all going to be at the top of our the career world. But to the extent that we've all been given different talents, we need to develop those as men and put them to use for the kingdom of God uh, and, and for God's glory. Amen. Which just goes back to the motto, be a man, be a saint. Sam, thanks so much for being on with us this morning. You bet. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, gentlemen. Absolutely. So visit catholicgentleman.com, catholicgentleman.com to find the blog, find the podcast, even help support it. It's a great mission and a call to something, as, as Sam has alluded to so far this morning, manliness. We need to get it back. We need to rediscover true masculinity, and a good start could be visiting catholicgentleman.com. All right, up next, we are going to talk about a lost art and how one man is trying to bring it back to the church. We'll tell you who he is and what that lost art is when Real Presence Live continues. Stay with us. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 